Welcome to Wisdom and the Word podcast, the show that not only answers your questions from God's Word, but equips believers with the foundational truths for their faith. We're excited that you've taken time to join us and hope that today's content is valuable to you. In today's episode, Pastor Wiley continues his study through the book of Hebrews. Welcome to Tune Up Tuesday. This is Wisdom and the Word. Uh, Today we are studying the book of Hebrews, and we're in Hebrews chapter number 7. We're going to pick up today in verse 11 and read down through verse number 19. Hebrews chapter 7, beginning in verse number 11. And uh, we're studying the book of Hebrews on our Tuesday. This is our Tune Up Tuesday broadcast. And as we work through uh, the Tune Up, we are studying the scriptures and being helped as we understand a little bit about the Old Testament and a little bit about how Jesus changed things for the better. In fact, in this particular passage, we've been talking about a particular man by the name of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a priest uh, and a king. He was the king of Salem, and he was a priest. Abraham offered tithes of the spoils that he received from battle to this man by the name of Melchizedek. Psalm 110 tells us that Jesus, or the Lord, would be a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so our writer here is picking up on these two references and explaining to us who Melchizedek was, why he's better. And now, beginning in verse number 11, he's going to begin explaining to us why the priesthood that Jesus is a part of that comes out of Melchizedek is better than the Levitical priesthood. Let's pick up here, beginning in verse number 11 of our text. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest." who is made not after the law of carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testifieth, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw nigh unto God. Now, you'll notice here in this particular text, he begins by referring to the the priesthood and to Melchizedek, and we're going to work our way through this particular passage. Uh, We saw last time that um, Melchizedek, we considered the greatness of the man Melchizedek. Now, we're going to consider the ramifications of Melchizedek serving as as the the new priest or the, the, the high priest after a new order, creating a new order order of priests that are not after the lineage of uh, Levi. Now, as we look here, this particular text, this section 11 and 19, I have entitled changed for the better change for the better. You know, change in our lives and change in, in culture and society and in our world is inevitable. Lots of things change. Uh, the Lord we know does not change. But still, even in the scriptures, we do see some changes that took place. In fact, in this passage, we're going to talk about the change between the priesthood of Levi to the priesthood of Melchizedek. 
and how Jesus is not only qualified to be a priest, but how this change really took place for the better. Remember, this concept of better is written into the fabric of the book of Hebrews. It appears over and over and over again, setting up Jesus to be compared with something, anything else that was a type of him, and to show how Jesus is better and fulfills it better. So let's begin here and talk about some of these changes that take place by looking here at verse number 11. Notice first off, I want you to see the writer talks about a change of lineage, a change of lineage. He says, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest would rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? Now, we know the priests that came, they came after the order of Aaron and ultimately after the order of Levi, the Levitical priesthood. If you look here in this verse, you'll notice in verse number 11, the Bible will, will tell us here that that why would we need something else if the first thing that we had did the job? And that's really what he's saying here when he says, uh, verse 11, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood. Now, perfection is uh, completion to bring to, to fullness. If, if it was able, that is, he's speaking of ability here in this verse. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law. So what do we know? We know the people received the priesthood, received the uh, the orders, the commands of the Old Testament under the Levitical priesthood. So he says, if perfection was brought by the Levitical priesthood, what further need is there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? That is, if that tribe and that Levitical priesthood was able to accomplish what God set out to accomplish, why would there need to be another priesthood? Now, he's going to answer this question, and the reason is the Levitical priesthood wasn't able to be able to bring about the perfection that God needed or that the, the fulfillment that God needed in order to be able to create a relationship between God and man. That is, they could not do, in the Old Testament law, they could not do what Christ did when he came. And so there is a need for a change. We see, first off, a change of lineage here in verse number 11. This is There's going to be a tribe that's going to come, not after the order of, of Aaron, not after the order of Levi, but after the order of Melchizedek. And so there's going to be a lineage change here. And again, when we talk about a lineage change, we're not even talking about a physical lineage. Jesus, as far as we know, was not a physical descendant of Melchizedek, but he is a spiritual descendant in the sense that he is the high priest after Melchizedek's order. And so when we look here, we see first off a change of lineage in verse number 11. Notice in verse number 12, a change in the law, a change in the law. He says in verse 12, for the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. That is, if we have a new lineage, then we also must have a new law. There's got to be some alterations that have got to be made in order for us to accommodate this brand new lineage. He said for the priesthood being changed, and he's acknowledging that it has, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. It's not that we need a new law or a different law, but there are just some changes that will take place in the law. And so he's going to deal with that as we work through. So if there's a different priesthood, then there's got to be a different law. Now we know that we are not operating anymore under the Old Testament law. That is, we are now operating under New Testament grace. 
And so what he's saying here is not only was the Old Testament priesthood unable to bring about the perfection, but the law that was given to us was also unable to bring about the completion and perfection of the relationship between God and man. So if there was a new priesthood needed, there's also a new law needed. And he's going to move towards that as we get to verse uh, 18 and 19. But let's continue to move on to talk about these changes he's talking about. So we see a change in lineage from Levi to Melchizedek. We see a change in law in verse number 12 from the Old Testament covenant to the new covenant, from the old promises to the new promises. Now we move in verses 13 and 14. We see that it's changed from Levi. Change from Levi. Notice what the Bible says. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe. Now, what tribe did all the priests come from? They came from the tribe of Levi. Levi. But he's saying that Jesus, who is the one through whom this promise came, Jesus is the priest after the order of Melchizedek, that it's through that Jesus came, but he did not come through the same tribe. You'll notice he says, verse number 13, for he of whom these things are spoken pertained to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. Nobody in the tribe that Jesus came from was allowed to work at the altar, was allowed to offer sacrifices. That is, he was not part of the Levitical priesthood, verse 14, for it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. That is, let's not be, let's not confuse the issue. Jesus did not come from the Levitical tribe, so as a result, he should not have any right to be a priest, let alone our high priest. But the Bible teaches that he is our high priest and that he is a priest, and that we have been made priests as a result of the priesthood of Christ. So. How is it that Jesus, coming from a tribe which did not have any connection with Levitical offerings and Levitical sacrifices, how could Jesus, who came from the tribe of Judah, verse number 14, of which Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood, be qualified to be our priest? And so we see in verses 13 and 14 that the change has been, it's been changed from Levi. Verse 11, we've got a change of lineage. Verse 12, we've got a change in law. Verses 13 and 14, it's changed from Levi. Now we have Jesus coming from the tribe of Judah. Notice in verse 15, it was a change for likeness. It was a change for likeness. You'll notice what he says in verse 15. And it is far yet far, and it is yet far more evident. For that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest. When Jesus was changed, why was, why was this changed? It was changed so that Jesus might emerge, and Jesus emerges after the likeness, not of Levi. He emerges not after the likeness of Aaron, not after the Levitical priesthood, but Jesus emerges for the likeness that he has to Melchizedek. And we've already talked about the likeness that Jesus has to Melchizedek. We talked about no father or mother, the lack of lineage, his etern eternality, the fact that there's no death mentioned of him, that 
Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek, acknowledging the fact that he was greater. All of this is playing a part in the fact that this new priesthood, Jesus, this whole matter of the priesthood was changed to be after the order of Melchizedek because Jesus comes in the likeness of Melchizedek. You'll notice the word similitude. Bible says 15, and it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there ariseth another priest. That is a likeness. There is a likeness in Jesus to the person of Melchizedek. Let's move on. Verse number 16, we see another change. It was a change for life. It was a change for life. It was change, change, there was a change of lineage, a change in the law. It was changed from Levi. We was changed for likeness. But now it's a change also for life. Look what he says here in the in verse uh, number 16. He says, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. Jesus priesthood was not a priesthood that was made after a carnal physical commandment. That is, it wasn't a fleshly lineage. When we think about the priesthood, we think about father, son, father, son, father, son. That's the way that it's passed down. It's it's a, in a carnal or a, a physical kind of way. That's how the lineage is exposed. That's how the lineage is portrayed. But this is not that. This is changed not after a carnal lineage, but this is changed so that those, this is changed, notice in verse 16, but after the power of an endless life. What was one of the similitudes of Jesus and Melchizedek? That Jesus had no end. Just as the Bible recorded no end to Melchizedek, there is no end to the Lord Jesus. He is eternal. And what he promises to us is endless life, the endless life of Jesus. That's the reason why he's a better high priest is because when he becomes a priest, he never abdicates his priesthood. He never has to pass it on to anybody else. It is not a lineage that is passed on just father to son, father to son. No, Jesus, the eternal son of God, will be our great high priest forever, forever. And he passes on to men endless life. In verse 17 of our text, he continues and he says that this has been changed by the Lord. How, how do we know that this change has taken place? How, how do we know that this is what God's will is? Well, you'll notice what he says, verse 17, for he testifieth. And that is, he's referring to, he's quoting scripture here. He's quoting the Old Testament. That is, this is what God said. For he testifieth, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. His, his life is ending, endless. And as an endless life, he's an endless high priest. This was declared back in Psalm 110. And that is what the writer writer of Hebrews is quoting to us here. He's letting us know that this priesthood was not changed by someone. It was changed by the only one who can change the law. It was changed by God himself. It was changed by the Lord. We see that in verse number 17. And then in verses 18 and 19, as we conclude here in this text, he talks about a change in that which was lacking, a change in the lacking. There was something missing. And the reason why it had to be changed and adjusted was because something was missing. You notice verse 18. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. That is, he says, because of the weakness and the unprofitableness of the first covenant, because it was not able to satisfy and bring about perfection, it had to be changed. 
It was lacking something. It needed something. But that which the old covenant was lacking, that which the law was lacking, grace has supplied through the Lord Jesus. You'll notice what he says, verse 19. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. There's that word better again, a better hope. But the bringing in of a better hope, where did the better hope come from? From Jesus. How is Who is Jesus? He's our great high priest. How is he our great high priest? After the order of Melchizedek. How is the order of Melchizedek established? By God. And it's a priesthood that establishes forever. You'll notice as he says at the end, by the which we draw nigh to God. The only way that we can come close and draw close to God is through what Jesus has done and through Jesus as our great high priest after the order of Melchizedek. What a great section here. This whole section from 11 to 19 deals with the matter of changed for the better. I hope it's been a help and a blessing to you today. Well, that's all we have for you today for our Tune-Up Tuesday, uh, Wisdom in the Word. We hope you've enjoyed our Bible study. We hope you'll review these passages. And next week, Lord willing, we will move on to verse 20, down to verse number 28, and conclude here in Hebrews chapter number 7. We hope that you'll send us some questions for our Thoughtful Thursday. We are getting a little low on questions, and so we want to encourage you to email us or write in and submit some questions that we might be able to answer uh, going forward for our Thoughtful Thursday. Join us on Thursday as we'll be answering a couple questions from God's Word. Thank you for joining us for this Tuesday edition of Wisdom in the Word. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wisdom in the Word podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to support us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show on your favorite podcast app and sharing something you've learned on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you next time on Wisdom in the Word.